So we've made it to the end of our journey through Philippians and studying uh, what Paul was saying to them, the church at Philippi, so that we can listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us in Marlow in 2022. Uh, And this morning, this is what's going to happen. So I'm going to speak literally for about 10 minutes, uh, just to recap on Philippians, mainly with a few, a few words and some images just to help you recall what we've been learning. And then I'm going to hand over to Anthea and we're going to do a very short exercise um, to capture what God has been saying to you, what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about as we've gone through this series, um, so that Nigel can take all of our output away um, and is going to put it into a, a letter, a letter to us Marlovians that we'll read out in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, so let's go. What have we learned? So we started off, I can't remember how many weeks ago it was now, uh, with Andy Reid, uh, and we started off with context. Okay, and uh, we all want to be good Bible readers, don't we? We want to be good, responsible Bible readers. When I was um, training to be an accountant, there used to be a phrase that went something like, cash is king. If you want to be a good Bible reader, I think context is king. Okay, There's there's an often repeated saying that no one seems to know who actually said this first, but text without context is pretext for anything that you want. Okay, so context is always very, very important if we want to read the Bible well. And so what we learnt was Paul is writing from prison. And so we have a relational God who uses us. And so Paul's experience of prison obviously gets into his language and his thinking about how he's communicating to the church in Philippi. Also that Paul, Paul is a Jew. He's not just a Jew, he's a, a devout Jew. Uh, but he's given it all up. You know, he's counted it as, I think, dung, it says, doesn't it, in Philippians 3. He's given it all up, including following the law, to trust Jesus and to live by the Holy Spirit. And he's got there not just because he's had an encounter with the resurrected Christ. He's also worked out that his own scriptures, um, that within those, the, the prophets have been speaking about this time when there will be a new spirit. And a new spirit will come and within us, within our hearts, we will be led not by a law, but by the spirit of God. And it's incredibly important to the context of Philippians because this means that Gentile Christians don't need to become Jews to be in God's family. Like this is is the big issue of the day. Um, When Paul was writing this, there was a huge tension between those following Judaism, which was the majority of people, because the the vast majority of Jews had not become Christians. 
A few had, but mostly hadn't. But increasingly, Gentiles were becoming Christians. And there was a massive tension between who were the, the, the rightful children of Abraham, therefore, who could be included in God's family. And Paul is saying, Gentiles, it's fine. You don't need to convert to Judaism to be part of God's family. And then Rome. So Rome is a huge issue, and the Roman Empire as a context point. So we learned about that, and that Rome is indeed very, very impressive. You know, Rome had its own gospel of peace. It was the world leader. It was the defender of democracy. Um, but Paul's saying Rome's peace is not God's peace. Okay? Christians are citizens of a different empire that is far, far greater we have a different good news. And that's the good news that we respond to with our love and our loyalty and our unity, which is all the themes that then Paul picks up on. Okay. Here we go. So, very quickly, let's get my notes back up here. Um, chapter 1, Confidence in God. Um, Jill, thank you, Jill, brought this fantastic image. Okay. Um, we have conviction to get on the plane because we know the pilot. Yeah? Confidence in God. We have conviction to get on the plane because we know the pilot. And Nigel Stock, thank you, Nigel, followed up the week after uh, by challenging us, therefore, about how much time we spend with God. In God's presence. Okay. Uh, chapter 2 uh, was uh, Andy. Andy Reid. And came up with this wonderful uh, picture that we need to stop climbing the ladder and instead start climbing down to help others up. Humility and honour. We need to stop climbing the ladder ourselves and instead start climbing down to help others up. And uh, Phil, back that up, Phil Stewart, uh, with a challenge that love fills the gap between God and us. Love fills that gap between God and us. That was week two. Ooh. Session three was uh, transformation or modification. That uh, was Nigel Rivers. There's Nigel. Nigel's there. And uh, he basically, again, gave us this fantastic picture that we don't need to know where we are going. But we do need to know who we are going with. And that picture of... When we're in uncertain times, the really important thing is actually knowing who we're following, who we're going with, who's with us. And then last week, um, we looked at the gospel of peace. Here we go.
and looked at Paul's practical examples to the, the church at Philippi about peace between us, how we maintain peace between us, how we maintain our inner peace, so peace within us, and how we, how we respond so that we have peace in all circumstances. So knowing that we all lose our peace sometimes, but how we respond so we can maintain our peace. And um, we had a few quotes from uh, St. Teresa of Avila, but one of them was, the closer one approaches to God, the simpler one becomes. The closer one approaches to God, the simpler one becomes. And also... um, St. Sandra Bullen of Marlow shared last week, um, which I thought was really, really great. In the end, it's about God's peace and God's presence. In the end, I think she said, all we really have is God's peace and God's presence. And, and that was what was Paul was trying to say, that actually Christ, even though... Christ has ascended to be with Father, Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit together. But actually, Jesus is intimately, actively involved with what's going on in your day-to-day lives and wants to be a part of that and bring peace. Okay. So there were the four weeks. Confidence in God, humility and honour, Transformation, not modification, and the gospel of peace. And so now it's time to start to write our letter. So, yeah, as we've mentioned in in the e-news and on the WhatsApp family chat group, what we'd like us to do now is to engage with this. Um, I think we all have been over the last few weeks, but what we would like you to do is there's some post-it notes at the back. You may have already prepared some things earlier. There's pens. We'd like you to just to spend some time just thoughtfully, prayerfully re-engaging. And we've written the titles of each chapter up on some um, flip chart paper at the back. And then just on your post-it notes, just write down something. What is God saying to us our letter to the Marlovians, what's God been saying to you, what's God been saying to us. Write that down and, and sort of stick it up on those um, bits of paper at the back there. And then, as we've said, Nigel is going to gather that up for us and, and we will sort of be able to reflect on our letter to the Marlovians. We don't want to just do chapters of the Bible and then move on. We want to live it, don't we? We want it to change us, change our lives, change our community. So, uh, yeah, let's do that now. There's plenty of time, so there's no rush. <laughs>